Hello, I'm Shubhi Arun and welcome to another episode of Through Another Lens, a sports and culture podcast. One of the things we focus on in this podcast is the quote-unquote contentification of sport and how the way we consume it has evolved rapidly over the past few years. The existence of a fan today is almost entirely digital. It begins with a subscription to a streaming service to follow their team. If they decide to attend a game in person, they purchase a ticket of the team website, the same site they buy their merchandise from. Opinions and analysis are espoused through Twitter, and it's become a product that's been commodified for 24-7 consumption. Teams are media companies and players double up as influencers. We don't just watch sport, we binge on it. The IPL franchise Rajasthan Royals is a team I believe is at the forefront of the content revolution taking place amongst professional sports teams, especially in India. With the quick wit, sarcasm, and endless meme stock, the RR Twitter account has grown to become a cornerstone of cricket Twitter. In April last year, the Rajasthan Royals had more social interactions on Twitter than Arsenal, Man City, and the Golden State Warriors. To discuss the Royal, the social media strategy, the importance of content for professional outfits today, and how the outlook has changed over the years, I'm joined by Atisha Agarwal, the head of content for Rajasthan Royals. You know, whenever I look at like Rajasthan's social media activity, I think what always really strikes me is that it's so authentic. You know, it just feels very Rajasthani, right? Like I think you've the the franchise has found its voice, like a very distinctive voice, which is kind of still rooted in where they are based and where they're from. So, and I was also, I think, I was I saw I think a LinkedIn post you'd made a couple of years ago about some of the numbers and how they kind of really spike and change things changed post twenty twenty. So. I want to understand how did you specifically like as a team find this voice find that this is how we're going to go and like you know there's a bit of irreverence there's always a lot of sarcasm and it's it's just very like wholesome and light right like how did you go about finding this unique voice on social media uh it's a it's a tough question uh, I, I don't think there's a straight answer to that um but what what i can say is that you know uh, so i i joined the royals i joined the royals in uh, the beginning of 2020 uh, in january so it's all and, down to uh, you basically <laughs> <laughs> no no so le- let me let me just go over that i'm kidding uh, yeah so yeah. At, at the start at the start of that year we uh, the royals actually decided to invest significantly in digital and that's credit to the franchise that they did that so we actually put together a a sizable team uh, at the time, you know, if you compare that to other franchises, we were a, you know, a largish internal digital team at, at RR. Um, so we put that team together, um, and you know, at the time we were not really known for for the content we created, or we were not really recognized as a force on digital in any way. Uh, we had also just finished, I think, seventh in the IPL in the, in the season gone by, and, and before that, we, you know, two years before that, we were out of the IPL for two years. So. Um, it, it was, it, you know, we really had to build a lot from there. So, A, we invested in a, in a strong internal team. And I think that's a very important thing to do in the IPL. Uh, there are agencies all over all over India, but I think, you know, people on people who <coughs> actually with the, with the franchise essentially live and breathe the brand. And um, you, you need to have a strong guiding force within the franchise to be able to get the content you want. So that's one. So we built a strong internal team. Um, secondly, we invested in our video production capabilities. That's something that we hadn't done much before. Um, and then from then on, uh, it was uh, a case of, um, how do I put it? Trying to be as honest as we could, uh, you know, with ourselves and with our fans uh, on social media. And I think that that's the starting point from where we kind of try to build things. And that meant that, you know, if, if we're not doing well in a game, if we're losing it, we may as well just admit we've been shit. Uh, so the, it, there was a game I remember in 2021, uh, we lost to RCB by 10 wickets and we were not really having a good season anyway. And, um, 
I think it was Padikal at the time who was who's with us now, but he was with RCB then. Uh, Padikal and Kohli, I think, just found form. Both of them weren't even in great form before that, but we helped them find form and they uh, they beat us by 10 wickets. And I think the, the the tweet that immediately went out after the final ball of the game was that, I don't know if you remember, if you know that meme where it's just a black screen directed by Robert White and it's like an epic fail meme. So I think that's that's the kind of thing we uh, we've been doing. And it's essentially, as a fan, what would what would our fans be thinking right now? And how can we resonate with resonate with them? How can we make our content relatable for them? Um, and I think those have been some of the building blocks uh, on which we based our content and our style. And that gradually got to a point where, you know, you know, thankfully fans really enjoyed it. They they liked the irreverence, as you mentioned. They liked how bold we were trying to be. And, um, uh, you know, it worked for us. And I think uh, that it, it was it was a real eye-opener as well. And um, one thing I, I, I want to mention at this point is that a lot of credit actually goes to the, to the franchise as well because not a lot of franchises would allow you to be this way. Uh, not a, you know, not a lot of franchises would allow this much freedom uh, given to their content team. So I think a lot of credit goes to the Royals for actually, you know, uh, essentially putting ourselves out there and and make you know and going for this type of content and it, you know it's worked at least till this point. I I want to ask, like you said, right? Like at times when like the team loses or it's a bad season, how does that influence content? Right? I think you know, like you gave that example with the RCB yeah. game, so you can do that for the odd game, but like. If you have a season where, you yeah. know, the team is just tanking throughout, like morale is low, like, you know, frustration levels are yeah. high. How how does the content strategy change? Do you stick with kind of what you set out? Do you change the tone? Like, how do you kind of deal with that? So I think content strategy changes almost every day in the IPL. <laughs> That's just a fact that we've uh, come to terms with. You can't sort of put together something at the start of the season and stick to it and kind of and be tone deaf to whatever the fans are saying. I think you have to listen to the fans, uh, see and kind of gauge the sentiment that's out there. And, you know, we actually invest a lot in, in social listening and just to see what kind of, what are people talking about, whether it's, uh, you know, what are they saying about the franchise? What are they saying about certain players? And, and then kind of tweak the content we create around those players or around the team. So that's, that's something we invest in invest a lot of time but um, say if we're having a bad season and we have had, had a couple of those uh, it would essentially trying to see what those bright spots are uh, within the season whether it's certain players who've been performing well whether it's been uh, certain youngsters who we've managed to kind of unearth during the season who you know uh, who've done well and and see if we can create more content around them. So that's that's one of the things that we can we we have done before, and we would uh, that's some one of the things that we can do. Uh, apart from that, it's always about listening to fans, trying to ensure that at least we stay together and connected with them. Um, it's just a very random example for that. In twenty twenty, we were uh, not doing very well. I think we were in sixth or seventh position at some point in the season. And we just lost two or three in a row. Uh, and we hadn't really put up a fight in any of those games. So it was not that it was close. So, just, you know, at night, match ended at about uh, 11, 11.30. And at, at 12, 12.30, I think, just when it, it had all sort of quietened down a little bit, at about 12.30, we just pushed out a tweet saying, how are you guys feeling? We don't feel too good ourselves. You know, just... And then... It was just sort of actively engaging with the fans in the replies, talking to them, telling them that, you know, this is hard. It's not easy. But hey, we're, we're Royals for life. You know, I'm, you know, we're going to be backing the team till the end, no matter what. There's always next season. So, it was trying to kind of address the situation, not be tone deaf to it, not be like, everything's all right. You know, we can't pretend everything's all right. And also then gradually through that, through that engagement, try to change the mood a little bit, you know, trying to rally them a little bit, letting them vent. And so that, you know, when the next match comes around, they're still not in that bitter space. They're kind of back up again and ready to support and cheer you on again. So 
those are some of the small things we've tried to do uh, to change the mood at times and it, it does help i'm interested you know what you said about the listening part of it right where you said you're always listening to see what happens and like you have people dedicated to that uh so how do you kind of act on those things right is there like i'm quite fascinated by that where it's it's like as a con- head of content it's not just putting stuff out but it's also kind of receiving right it's a bit of a relationship so yeah, yeah. i want to know if you can tell me a little bit more about this listening part of it so it, you know it's essentially investing in in certain tools and platforms and and a team as well that uh, that uses uh, these tools and and whatever sort of publicly available content there is across platforms whether it's twitter instagram facebook even reddit for that matter uh, and and you know several other uh popular social media platforms it's essentially looking kind of tracking uh public content there for certain keywords uh and certain phrases and certain handles that are connected to the franchise in any way and this could be obviously our own franchise uh you know tag like say say a halla bowl or you know certain hashtags or handles that are associated with us things are you know term you know words and phrases associated with our players uh associated with our city associated with our state associated with some of our key brand partners as well um so it's tracking all of those and then kind of filtering them down to what's actually important to read or important to to know um because uh, you know it's not humanly possible to go through everything but and then from there trying to see is there something that we are missing is there something that you know it's it's always different being on the inside versus you know watching the league or watching the team as a pure fan right so we'll all be biased we'll all see the positives even in the darkest situations because we work for the company um <clears throat> so um it's it's then seeing what fans are saying and and then kind of realizing that okay maybe we're not on the same page as our fans or what or what the public is thinking at this very moment <clears throat> for example um uh there was a time when there was a certain player who was not in great form we actually on the inside felt that he's done pretty well because he's not gotten too many balls to face or he's not got, you know been able to bat in the easiest of situations so even those 10 runs or 12 runs are, are all right so you know what let's just put push out this reel of him dancing in the, you know tomorrow as an example it wasn't exactly a reel of him dancing but just you know can we we maybe we were about to push out a fun piece of content featuring him the next day but then through our listening we actually got to know that the sentiment towards him is not exactly positive at this moment in time that they they are not seeing the intricacies of the situation of where he came into bat and, and so on so actually the fans are not happy with him at all and that kind of meant that okay what you know we need to pause this we'll push it out later let's instead push a video of him training harder than it's can we do that so th- these are these are things that we uh do a few times in the season for sure and uh, even in the off season at times we end up tweaking certain plans like that but yeah in in season this happens on a daily or next to daily basis so we're just a couple of days away from the IPL really kicking off so how are things for you right now is it just a million things going on each day like can you give us a bit of insight into what's a day like right now for you yeah i think the easiest way to put it would be that um, i don't know what day of the week it is uh, right now it's it's just so 24/7 at the moment um you know in the lead up to the the season and during the season as well it's always like that so from the moment you wake up till you sleep late into the night uh, all you're thinking about is the team and and the league and the players uh, so it's a mix of um mix of shoots a lot of shoots that happen on ground as well as a lot of planning and a lot of brainstorming and a lot of uh, uh emails and presentations etc so it's a mix of both work on the desk as well as on the ground so that's how it is but it's it's the most exciting time of the year as well so it's it's great to be here and how how long before the season starts do your preparations begin you know like when do you start planning ahead for new seasons like is there a bit of a timeline there and how do things develop in the months leading to the season kicking off 
Um, it, it depends. So it, it, there, there would be different timelines for different aspects of what we do on digital. Um, but I think one one sort of huge marker before the season is when the auction takes place. Um, and usually the auction takes place in December or January. Um, it was in December this time. And I think once the auction is done, it's then it's like you just get that feeling that the season's around the corner, your squad is ready. Uh, now it's all, you know, all hands on deck, just get ready for the season. So I think those last three months leading into the season is kind of the time we really prep hard and make sure everything's on track. I remember I was listening to, I think there's this, a podcast where I remember Danish Seth, who works with RCB, was once saying how he looks out for the auction to see which players the team has got in terms of a content perspective. He wants players, he's always looking at it yeah. through that lens. So does that happen for you as well, that your content strategy and everything is kind of heavily shaped around the players you're getting? And then once you have that, then you know, oh, this person, we can do this. They are open to doing this, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, in in the mega auction in twenty twenty two, when you know essentially all squads were being refreshed, we ended up buying Yuzvendra Chahal, Ravi Ashwin, uh, Jimmy Nisham as well, and fans were saying like, you know, RR has essentially listened to their content team and bought players at the auction. So we we were absolutely thrilled with the, with the players we got, uh, and I think <clears throat> when you look at uh, the squads around the IPL, I know we don't have a uh, a sort of an Indian mega star like a Kohli or a Dhoni or a, even a Hardik Pandya. But uh, when when you look at the kind of players we have, I think we've got a fantastic mix of personalities, some really likable, lovable people, and and also some very a, a very good mix of the uh, of personalities that can give you uh, a lot of variety and content. So whether it's Ashwin who could give you something very intellectual and insightful, Yuzi who could just you know. You know, just a lot of chat, a lot of banter, a lot of just, you know, all out fun. Um, and then you have someone like Joss, you know, who may be very understated, but, you know, such a, he's a gentleman, you know, like Joss Butler is the kind of man everyone wants to be. And, uh, you know, a proper family man, great batter. So I think, you know, just in terms of just the kind of mix we have, I think we're in a really good place. We're very lucky to have the players we do. As head of content, like, what does... What do your responsibilities entail? You know, like really, like how, what all are you responsible for when it comes to the Royals in the season, when the season ends, like between stuff? Like, can you just like a brief remit of like everything you have to do? So I think as as head of content, I'm essentially, you know, in one line, I'm essentially responsible for all the content that's created at the Royals across media, wherever it might be going out, right? So... Obviously, a, a huge, massive part of that is whatever we produce for social media. So that's definitely one big part of it. It also includes what we do on our website and app. Uh, and that, that's an area we've been focusing on a lot over the last few years. Uh, but the kind of content that's going up on our own platforms, uh, the kind of gamification that's happening on those platforms, so even that's under that's something that I would be looking into. Um, all the video production work that we do, and that's, again, in the IPL, that's you know, sort of hitting new highs every year. Um, even content that we create for sponsors, uh, you know, in every in every sponsor contract uh, for any IPL team, there would be certain deliverables uh, mapped against uh, content that you can create for them. Uh, so, you know, creating content, sort of tailored bespoke content for sponsors is something that's, that's a big part of my job as well. And... Um, and uh, even you know newsletters, LinkedIn. So it's it's a long list, uh, but essentially, it's just across the entire digital spectrum. Wherever there's content involved, uh, I'm there. In today, if you look at franchises, the content team is almost as big as the support staff. You know, like there are always people. There's always stuff going up. And how has this shift taken place right now where content has become such a big part of what franchises do, you know, where there's, it's become, has it, because it has a lot of, is it become a revenue model? Is it just a very, maybe in a post because of COVID, I think, you know, this was, became a way to connect with fans during those lockdown seasons, because I feel like content has never been bigger in the IPL than it has today. So, I mean, content was always big. Um, I think from, um, I think 
as we've seen the social media network uh, social media platforms evolve and grow and scale up uh, with the advent of 3G and 4G technology as well just sort of how how much more internet consumption has increased uh, over the years we've that's kind of led to uh, you know an increase in the amount of content that's been created that's one so i think say from the 2015 2016 seasons in the ipl seen a lot you know a lot more focus being placed on content but yeah i think 2020 is when it kind of blew up a little bit um, and yes covid was a you know a big reason behind that i think when when that happened and when you know we were all in lockdown and the ipl was cancelled or postponed um essentially digital or social media was you know the only way we could connect with our fans uh, and it was obviously it was a way of keeping your brand alive when the season when you don't know when the season is going to happen uh, but it was also a way to entertain them to bring some joy into their lives uh to keep them connected with with the sport with the league uh with the team so i think that's when it kind of blew up uh significantly and it was you know it's something that we realized as franchises but it's also something that brands realized as well um and yes it has developed into a revenue model um in all sponsor contracts you'll have you know certain monies allocated to digital deliverables so whatever your whatever content you're actually creating uh for brands essentially earns you money and all of that money put together uh plus you may be doing a lot of digital only deals where you bring in brands to sponsor certain certain ips or series of videos that you create uh so you end up eventually uh or at least hopefully profit you know profiting from all the money that's going into producer content so revenue definitely um uh also you know just with covid being able to you know harness content to connect with fans and you know nowadays it's just the main mode of communication of if you know in of any kind uh whether we want to announce a replacement signing or whether we want to uh announce that the admin has been sacked or something but <laughs> even if it's a prank we're playing i think just digital is just just the easiest way of communicating with your fans and fans are looking to franchises social media platforms and channels to to kind of get to know what's up um So yeah, it's it's a lot of all of that put together. Who is your target audience? You know, you're saying we're saying fans. Is it? Are you specifically targeting you know people in Rajasthan and like trying to get them more involved with their team, or is it just like a wider like the average IPL cricket fan, or are you trying to build a fan base? Right, like who is the content catered towards specifically? Uh, I, I think all all IPL teams now. Um, essentially are targeting cricket fans all over the world it's not just even in india not just even i mean forget your hometown or home state or it's not even india i think ipl teams are now looking at the world that's just testament to how far the league has come over the last 15 years and um, you know we we rajasthan royals we are from rajasthan so you would think that we you know maybe targeting a, a rajasthani audience or you know creating marwadi content for them etc and while we may still do some of that um it's we're looking to cater to a cricket fans all over india and also ensure we're able to connect and um lay an impression on cricket fans around the world as well so <clears throat> for example we've had some very notable international names play for us over the last few years uh, england in particular you know we've seen jofra play Jofra Archer play for us. Ben Stokes, uh, Josh still plays for us. Joe Root is uh, with with us this time. Um, how can we ensure that we are able to build a fan base for ourselves in the UK as well? So that that's that's one of the questions that we would often grapple with. And so that means that we can't just look at India or look at Rajasthan when we're creating content. We need to look at the cricket world uh, as as the base. Uh, and while there will be certain times where for example if we are creating some content which with the bollywood reference it's something that people sitting in the uk may not understand and that's fine uh but we need to ensure that a large chunk of our content is understood by by cricket fans around the world we were talking a little bit earlier right about the auction and the players you want you know to like to help with creating good content and but i think when you have to do this right like 
getting their buy-in is so important, right? How do you get and find that balance to get the players on board with this, but not also overstep, you know? Because I think there is a fine balance there between kind of not impacting the team on the field, but also helping them off it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a balance that, you, that we're always trying to find. And it's, you're never there for sure. You, you know, you can, there's always a risk of you kind of crossing the line or um, upsetting someone. So it, there's always a need to be very, very careful in what you're doing. Um, <clears throat> there are a few different things to it. One is uh, the players need to see value in, in what you're making them do. So, and that could be for the franchise or for them. Uh, now, you know, we, we've, uh, we have certain narratives in mind around different players, uh, you know, and that's based on their personalities. You know, Sanju is a kind, different kind of personality. Joss Butler is a different kind of personality. Ashwin is different. And we, we sit down with, with some of these key players before the season and, and we actually try to take them through some of the plans we have for them uh, and why we, are, why we have those plans for them. You know, it's to build on certain qualities they have. It's to, for example, in the case of Ashwin, we've tried to show a slightly different side of him with the Royals as well over the last one year, slightly more fun side. Um, so, which which people may not have seen before. People have, you know, people know him for being intellectual and intelligent and serious and uh, and all of that. So, can we bring out the fun side of, of Ashwin through the Royals? So, there are different things we plan for different people. They need to see the value in that. They need to be convinced that, okay, this is how it, how it could help the franchise. And it could help the franchise through, you know, in terms of just consumption or engagement. It could also help the franchise through brand partnerships or revenue. Um, and can and how can that content help them as well? Could it help their their own personal brand? Could it help them showcase a new site to their followers? Could it help them get more followers or engagement? You know, and you know certain features like Instagram collabs and all of that is, has helped in that respect. That we could often do posts with them that could give them more visibility as well. So uh, those are some of the ways to you know to convince players. And then and then what happens is that then the proof is in the pudding, right? So over a period of time when you create content and say in the last three years, you know, when we, we essentially changed the way we do things in 2020. And I think from then on, say when the players were back in 21, they had already seen the kind of impact we'd had that fans were talking about us and fans were respecting what we did on digital. Even other players, you know, the the, the other national team players who are in, in different franchises or, or the other domestic players who are in different franchises, they meet them after the season and they're like, you know what, the Royals, you, you, you know, your team's social media is pretty good. And these things also kind of make a difference in players' minds. Um, and I think everyone is aware that at this point now, everyone is aware that, you know, we're playing for a franchise who, which is also known for the kind of content it creates. Uh, so they're very happy and they're, it's a lot easier to get them on board now with something that we want to do. Um, it was much harder three years ago. Uh, but yeah, I think we also are very lucky that we got a really good bunch of guys and they're very helpful uh, in anything that we try to do. Uh, which a lot of times is, is not easy. Sometimes it's very out there, but they've been very cooperative. Who are some of your other like fun players to work with? You know, like in any fun stories or anecdotes you can think of with like working with players? Um, I think it's very cliche down there, but I can't look beyond uh, UZ. UZ is just you know, such an amazing personality and, you know, there are a lot of people who are funny or, or entertaining, uh, but a lot of people, you know, need to make fun of someone to be funny, if you know what I mean. And UC is just not like that. He's funny in such a sweet, harmless, polite manner that you can't help but love him. Uh, and that goes to show the kind of relationship he's, I, I don't know if you've, how much you followed over the last one year, but the friendship that he's been able to forge with Joss Butler and it's become such a it's become such a thing, you know, Yuzi and Joss being, you know, uh, best friends essentially within the squad. Yeah, it's just down to his personality. It's not easy for someone, you know, for an Indian player and an English player to be such good friends. But that's just how Yuzi is. He's 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 also you know he still has a lot of strong friendships from his RCB days. You know, with the likes of, um, you know, whether it's Amy De Villiers who was there before, you know, Glenn Maxwell who's there now. And so he's he's friends with with pretty much everybody, and I think he he's someone that we've enjoyed working with so much. Um, last year, when 
uh, we were in the bubble in in mumbai and uh, uh, his wife dhanushri was also with us at that time uh, one day he just came up to us and you know we were about uh, seven eight of us from the the royals management and you know it's from content or sponsorships or pr as well and we were all there together he came up to us and uh, he and dhanushri both came up to us and, and said that you know guys we really want to have dinner with you tonight um so just tell us what cuisine you prefer and we'll order the food and they actually just you know they ordered all the food um sat with us uh, on a you know across a large table a long table and and just had dinner with us and we were just chatting like we're all friends and it was it was an amazing experience for and i think all of us deep down are cricket fans first and then after that we are kind of professionals in the industry so to be able to sit with a with a cricketer like uc and and almost be treated like family i think that was a fantastic experience and just goes to show how humble and respectful he is as well um he really didn't need to do it uh, it's not like he wanted something from it or he wanted something short the next day he just did it just because he wanted to do it and uh, i think that was a very very sort of you know and that's an a memory that that will always be there i th- so i am an rcb fan so i remember when uc left like it was just with me my friends everyone there was just a lot of pain because he's the type of guy who always just kind of wears his heart in his sleeve right like you get what you see so there was just something about him which he always just connected with the entire fan base with everyone so him leaving really yeah. was such a moment of sadness because we like he when he came to rcb he wasn't you know like as established or like just a young like spinner coming up and he left as like rcb's record wicket taker so it was like we've seen this guy grow up and then suddenly he's gone so that was i don't mean yeah. usually leaving was a particularly painful one to take yeah i think that that's that's uh, that it must have resonated with all your experience as an arsenal fan as well you know making a star and then having them leave <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you being an arsenal and rcb fan like my mental toughness is unparalleled <laughs> just no I, the amount of pain like, no but bro in 2020 um so i'm an arsenal fan as well as you know <laughs> in 2020 uh both my teams arsenal and rajasthan royals finished 8th <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that's yeah it's it's a tough life it's a tough life but hopefully yeah. at least on one front things seem to be changing so that's good <laughs> we have to talk about the sanju sanson prank from last year you know uh like that so for those of you who are listening who don't know what it was in brief it was basically the rajasthan the twitter the twitter account put a picture of sanju in like a funny expression on the bus and he kind of replied to it saying you know why have you posted this picture it's embarrassing professional accounts shouldn't do this type of thing and then i remember rajasthan put out an official statement on their twitter saying that you know we're going to change our social media team we'll replace them we're sorry for this we apologize to sanju and it was it just really felt like a hot potato right and it was like whoa what's happened and i remember i was talking about it with friends that oh this is crazy that it's happening and rajasthan were all you're always so out there and always so reverent and i'm like oh maybe they have crossed the line maybe sanju's really taken offense and i was completely fooled like i i felt like this is definitely happening and then you later later comes out that he was in on the prank and it was a whole elaborate ruse and so other take me back to like how did you conceptualize this i don't think i've seen any team in any sport do something like this before uh so it's um, so this is something that you know any meetings we have with uh, with a new brand as well as or any anyone who kind of gets to know that okay i work i work in the digital team at rs one of the first things they say is dude that prank was sick or that i still remember that prank you did my god i'm so worried so it's something that everyone remembers um so i think this is all essentially stemmed from the fact that over the last two or three years uh our personality has kind of been personified into something called the rr admin uh and and that's uh, you know it, it's something that is amazing because it is all we've tried to do is is to ensure that we have a very human voice and um that's you know the fact that uh, everyone refers to our handles as our, as our admin is 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 something that kind of shows that we we've been able to do that um so the you know because people are really interested in the admin and 
uh, obviously need you know a lot of them over the years have been trying to find out the identity of the admin and we've been very careful to sort of not reveal it in any way um, there have been lots of questions and lots of uh, tweets and posts about is the admin male or female and and you know we've <laughs> and we tried to keep that a secret as well so i think when all of this was going on we actually conceptualized this in in 2021 and we were planning to do this in that season but it wasn't possible for a number of reasons but we we wanted to essentially it was just it just came through a random discussion we were having as a team uh, and i think we were uh, and it was not just the content team it was our pr team there as well and i think that someone just said that uh, what if the admin was to get sacked what would people say and and it just kind of stemmed from there and then uh, we kind of laid out a series of events uh in in may 2021 uh but then the ipl got paused because of the covid outbreak and then you know the second half was played in dubai and we couldn't do it <clears throat> but this time we were like in in 2022 we were like okay let's do it this time let's do it before the season so it doesn't interrupt or interfere with any of our matches and all of that so we thought we'll do it in pre season we we spoke to sanju beforehand and um he you know thankfully he was nice enough to agree Uh, because you know he ends up looking like the bad guy for a while uh, but you know thankfully he agreed to do that um, and on the day it was just a bundle of nerves because we we pushed out the thing and sanju replied and from then on and we we obviously made sure that sanju replied in a way that it looked very real uh, because these things can very easily look scripted so we tried to draft we essentially drafted his tweet for him we gave it to him and uh we tried to make it look as real as possible that he was actually upset um but we had we already had the 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 content that came out later already shot you know uh i don't know if you remember we pushed out a video later that night uh featuring various players who talk about the admin being sacked and then we pushed out a video the next morning as well which showed different players auditioning to be the admin um that was a very funny piece as well so we had all of the content shot already and then on the day when this was playing out in public we were extremely nervous i got so many calls from my friends and relatives and family that you know dude are you are you part of this are you getting sacked like i'm worried for you i'm here for you let me know if you need to talk <laughs> and all of that and uh, it was uh, it was very it was very surreal uh, sort of 12 hours um in in hindsight i think i think we could have uh, done it a bit better i think we maybe let it carry on too long and, and a lot of people actually um uh and while we wanted people to think it was real i think it, it became a bit too real <laughs> for our liking there were uh, news stories think, there were like news yeah, stories yeah. on like proper like publications about <laughs> this it was crazy yeah yeah i know so i think i think i think in hindsight we would have maybe done a few things a bit differently uh where it maybe would we could have sorted out the prank a bit earlier not let it run for so long and and, and all of those things but but yeah it, it's it's something that people remember and and talk about uh it was definitely something that i i, I see as creative but uh but yeah i think it's something we could have done a bit differently so atish and up coming to the current season uh you're back at the savai mansing after like what four years almost and it's so how are preparations different this time around like how are you prepping for the return of fans again in the stadium you're back in your fortress like how is how are preparations different yeah it's it's honestly very challenging because um you know most of the team is has not seen a regular ipl uh i myself have not been part of the royals for a regular ipl so this is my first the regular ipl season with a home and away format no bubble um so it's it's definitely a lot more complex um our job was you know a lot easier especially say the content team is part of the bubble with the players because we need to work with them every day um so over the last few years we've been in the bubble with them so we have daily schedules in terms of shoots uh, that say for example we need x player at 12 o'clock for 20 minutes we need y player at 3 o'clock for 10 minutes and players would you know would you know reach the the location for the shoot at that time we would get the shoot done go back to our rooms and continue working this time it's and that would be easy because uh, players had nowhere else to go <laughs> they they were inside the bubble so they you know uh, 
doing doing a piece of content was also entertainment for them in a way. Uh, but in a regular IPL where players have the freedom to move around, they can explore cities, they can go out for dinner. Uh, you know, they can uh, you know have they can have a lot more things going on uh, outside of just the hotel premises. I think that's one thing that's definitely complex in terms of getting getting our content shot. Secondly, like you mentioned, fans, right? And I think what's helped us a lot is the fact that you know we have two other teams. Um, Two other franchises, uh, one in the CPL, the Caribbean Premier League. Uh, we have a team called the Barbados Royals, and then in the just in the newly started uh, SA Twenty South African League, we have the Pal Royals. And uh, in, in South Africa, the season was just just recently in in January. Uh, we had a content team on ground there as well, and uh, that was a really good experience because that involved fans coming to the stadium. That involved us. Moving around freely, stepping out into the city if required, going to fans' homes if required. Um, so that was a very good learning experience for us to kind of prep for the IPL, and there was a lot of learnings that we took from there that are helping us now. But yeah, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a tough season for sure, um, and there's no other league like the IPL in terms of just the amount of travel there is every few days. Uh, so it's going to be tiring, uh, but. Uh, yeah, we, we essentially need to have a larger team on ground. There are going to be certain people who will be, say, outside in the city, working with fans as they come to the stadium to watch a game, say, in Jaipur or, or Guwahati. Um, and there will be certain, a certain chunk of the team that's going to be close, closer to the players and you know, be on the inside of things. So that's there. It also means that we have to do a lot more uh, content for the business side of the franchise. Uh, whether it's for ticket sales promotions, whether it's for merchandise promotions, um, you know, so all of those elements also come in, which which weren't there in the previous few seasons. And to add to that complication, we also have two home venues this time. We have two home games in Guwahati and five in in Jaipur. So yeah, how do we activate uh, both regions is is another challenge in front of us. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. Um, uh, just wake me up when when May ends, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I w- I remember I'd had a chat with someone from the Delhi Capitals content team a while back when they were talking about how in twenty nineteen when they'd been rebranded and everything there was a strong focus on kind of making the Kotla like you know make it home for them really you know like keeping like you know flags around keeping like song lyrics and stuff like that getting hashtags going to really kind of build that sense of community and get fans coming to the stadium and having a good stadium experience. So is there stuff like that, which even you guys try and do to yeah. like, if you come to the ground, we want you to be supporting the team and like really feel like there is a connection between the players and the people on the ground. Yeah. No. I th- so I think, see, firstly, as, as a digital team, we're always part of marketing discussions. And I think that's that's one of the good things about the Royals as a franchise that uh, it's not as if the digital team is just there to push out posts on social media. They they have a seat at the table when it comes to all marketing decisions and, and activations of plans um, and a big role to play. Uh, so that's one. Um, and um, I think when you talk about the stadium experience, I think this season is key for us because... Uh, we've actually had we've actually had a new official song just come out a few weeks ago, uh, a new Halla Bol track that was composed by Amit Trivedi, sung by by him and Mami Khan as well. Um, I don't know if you've heard it; it's really catchy. I love it. Uh, uh, so I think that's been a huge effort from our side. The digital team has been involved in that process. We actually shot the video, which was live in, which was sung live in concert as well, um, and that's going to be you know. That's going to be being played, you know, loud at the Savai Man Singh Stadium, you know, every match day before, during, after, even in Gohati. and that's going to be a big part of the stadium experience as well. So that's that's one aspect of it. Just how can we create a track that's sort of easy to chant, easy to hum, you know, can get the stadium singing together, um, which uh, you know, which is something that we started out with when we were creating this uh, the new song, and. Another thing that we're actually doing is uh, we've created something we're calling the Super Royal Stand. And Super Royals is a, is a super fan program that we've been running for the last three years. Um, 
and we've created a super royal stand at Guwahati and, and Jaipur as well. Um, if you're a Liverpool fan, if you follow football, you, you know you you know about the cop or you know about um, the North Bank at at Arsenal or so there are certain certain stands or certain parts of different club stadiums that are associated with being you know the noisemakers or creating that sound or creating that atmosphere, and we're trying to create that in Jaipur and Guwahati with the Super Royal stand, and that those are going to be stands that are completely pink. So those you know, the tickets are priced say hundred bucks or two hundred bucks higher. You get a free pink T-shirt with it, which you're supposed to wear. Um, there's going to be a lot of chanting, a lot of singing, a lot of noise coming out of those stands. And yeah, it's and you know we're going to try to build that connect with that stand and our players as well post match, where we can actually you know whether it's our players going up to that stand, thanking them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we we're working on some of those elements as well, and and, and the digital teams involved in that, but. Yeah, those are a couple of things that we we're looking to do to sort of improve the match day experience, and and this is obviously apart from all the operational things that will be going on in terms of making sure fans have a good experience when they come to the stadium. So you'll you'll never make Halla alone, basically. Is what's going to be happening at the Absolutely. SMS now? Absolutely, that's a that's a good line. I missed. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the other? professional teams who you look at whose content you look at it doesn't have to be you know cricket it can be football anything nba who you look at and say that is very unique like you know that is something we should try and aspire to do with our work uh so there are a few i think and see it's a, it's always a constant learning experience and there is no other brand out there that will do everything the way you want it to so there'll be elements you like and elements you don't like but i think in in general um i think as roma was one of the first football handles that sort of kind of took things up a notch and i think their twitter game was really strong so really enjoyed again the irreverence or the, the just the candidness of 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 all of all their content and i think so as roma uh the english handle was has been fantastic over the years um also really enjoy mercedes and f1 at the moment i think some of the content they create is is amazing it's so it's so it's very much in line with what we try to do uh, at the royals as well um, so i always keep an eye out on on mercedes and, and what they're doing um, apart from that i i also quite enjoy chelsea as much as i hate to admit it i quite enjoy chelsea in terms of the graphics they create i think their their graphical or their design work is very impressive um, uh, and in general i think you know man city have done very well with their long form content uh, their video video work is amazing arsenal's some of arsenal's videos are bench camp for example is just amazing to watch uh whenever it comes out uh, so i think a lot of premier league teams do do content well uh but yeah in terms of the the handles we actively keep an eye on yeah i, I think those are the ones and i i think it's also right you said about like city and their like long form stuff i think I want to ask in India specifically, right? Like, do you see like I know that with RR there is a focus on like you know stuff on LinkedIn and the website and stuff like that. But do you think that will it will always like ninety percent will always be like vertical short form video? You know, like that is always it's always going to be video first and then everything else. Or do you think that can change maybe sometime? So I so I think when I was when I was mentioning long form content, I was talking about video itself. um so some i think they created documentary themselves uh, even after amazon uh, uh, all or nothing they did their own documentary which is very nice uh, they did a lot of good content once uh, uh, once they came when the once the league resumed after lockdown i think some of city's content then was also very nice um but i think yeah i think in terms of just pure consumption numbers like you know you could put in a lot of effort um uh, you know put a whole crew together work on a script for days and you know shoot for an hour and create a 4 minute 5 minute video for youtube which looks fantastic and tells the story beautifully um uh, gets you say a million views on youtube which is again a very impressive number um and then you could actually shoot with your phone ashwin signing joss butler's shirt as a 5 second video and it gets 15 million views on instagram so uh <laughs> it's you know when it comes to just effort versus reward it's often difficult to assess you know what actually 
what what's actually more worth it i think in terms of consumption you'll always see higher numbers in short form content i think that's the reality of the world we live in now um, so when when it comes to reels or or tiktok before or even internationally now i think there'll always be more numbers or more consumption for for vertical short form video um but i think long form has its place i think long form uh and by long form i mean anything that's like 3 minutes plus really uh that's that's what long is these days but i think uh, you know it, it it still has a very influential role to play is what i would say it may not you know 10 people may watch it instead of 100 um but it could really change the way those 10 people think about your brand while while you know 100 people who watch that reel may not may not even bother about your brand after they watch that video so it's it's just it's just the kind of stories you can tell uh in long form video are different uh what you can tell in reels and yeah and that, that that's the kind of approach we have so i think anything we create which is long form we try to ensure a it's best possible quality it's quality, you know it's good storytelling how can it affect our brand positively as well how can it affect the players brand positively as well so those are some of the things we think about and yeah there'll always be place for both uh, but yeah, in terms of pure consumption short form this is here to stay atishet thank you so much for joining me on through another lens this was an incredibly insightful chat and uh, good luck for the upcoming season and i hope you finish behind rcb hopefully <laughs> I I hope both my uh both my teams finish first this time so hoping for an Arsenal <laughs> Premier League win and then RR win for, yeah. uh, after 15 years <laughs> and listener thank you so much for tuning in uh we have new episodes coming out each week so follow us wherever you get your podcasts uh we're currently doing this weekly review for season 3 of Ted Lasso where each week we're going to be breaking down the new episode Uh so those dead last episodes drop every Thursday so yeah look out for that and thanks for tuning in